Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. Killing it just now. That was incredible. That was really lame. Can we try that one more time? Someone lost my cue. You guys. I mean, if they can get up and like lay it out, we can give them some applause, right? Um, good morning. Hi. It's good to be with you guys this morning. Um, Merry Christmas. Did you guys know that Christmas is this week? Okay. So in case you didn't realize, like I didn't when I woke up this morning, Christmas is this week. Like, Friday. Like, Christmas is Friday. Like, it's the 20th. Like, Christmas is happening. Right. Like, I thought it was May. So, I don't know where we're at in the world, but it's Christmas week. So, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Owen's going Christmas shopping, so if you need to do that. Um, okay, so Owen actually needs you to go with him because he doesn't know... So maybe we could have like a quick little meeting here after if you after service if you could see Owen with some ideas, that'd be great. Maybe this row of girls here could that'd be great. <laughs> Anybody else have Christmas shopping left to do? Yeah? A couple? <laughs> yes, that's good. So all of you who just raised your hands, you must see Owen after this. It's not weird at all. You'll just get in his car and go shopping with him and it's fine. Um, okay, oh, and sh- <laughs> um, bad news though, if you do have some shopping left, I think like you're up against the line, the deadlines here for shipping, right? Like I think, are we past it maybe? Old Navy, my old Navy email was like, you have four minutes left this morning if you want to like get shipping in time. So good luck to you. Um, I finished shopping early cause we, I am not shopping in person. And so that's weird. That's fine that you are. That's fine. <laughs> but, like, that's just bizarre. So, like, not only does it not feel like Christmas, but also I haven't even, like, that was, like, a week ago. I mean, I was still shopping sort of a little bit today. But, um, I, yeah, so, like, that's already done. Like, our house is, is kind of, like, that's, like, decorated. That's done. I don't know. Nothing else really feels like Christmas week to me. What are your, does anybody have Christmas week traditions in your family? Waffle House. Cri- when do you go? That's amazing. <laughs> great, great. Waffle House on Christmas. Anybody else? Other traditions? Yeah. You put lights on the Jeep and then go look at Christmas lights with your own Christmas lights. That's fantastic. Anybody else? When When will you do that? Will you do that later this week? Tonight? Okay, nice. That's good. Anybody else? Other traditions? What other Christmas traditions? Nobody has Christmas. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Do you have how when do you have to pass it? Like Okay, that's good. We I have done that before at a Christmas closure previously 
RIP to those of you who don't know what Christmas Explosion is because we didn't get to have it this year. But next year, you get you better be prepared because it's yeah, Saran wrap and it's like you never know what you're gonna find in there. It was it it actually felt like a good idea and then we did it with like this. It was a bad. It didn't go well. It was rough. It was really really rough. Like unwrapping that. Yeah, we'll talk later. Anyway, anybody else Christmas traditions? What else do you guys do? Does it feel like Christmas to y'all? No. Yeah. Right. It's kind of weird. So. Um, my, my Chris, I don't know, we, so we just had a baby, so we, I feel like, are, like, starting over, <laughs> what? <laughs> we just had a baby. I, was, I, I have a lot of coffee today, I'm talking really fast, so <laughs> keep up, Isabella, come on. Uh, we just had a baby, and we, I feel like you, like, start over, like, now we're, like, okay, everything matters, like, what are we doing, what's the traditions, whatever, but, like, it doesn't feel like Christmas, and so it's been kind of weird, also, he's doesn't know, he's still a blob, he's in the blob phase, so, like, he just rolls, he doesn't even roll yet, he just lays, and, like, that's, so we don't, it doesn't really maybe count yet, I don't know, you guys tell me, but maybe I'm a bad parent, I don't know, so anyway, so last night, so one of the traditions in my family is the Grinch, like the original cartoon version. Have you guys seen the original cartoon, the 1966 Grinch version? Okay. Did y'all, is this something you guys have seen? This is like, yeah, okay, good. So the new, new animated one is really good also, but like the original cartoon version. So I, so my friend gave Asher the, um, the Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas book. Uh, a couple days ago, and so we read it last night, and I found myself, as I'm reading the book, I'm reading it in the cadence that they say it in the cartoon version, like the original, because I, like, grew up watching, like, the original Grinch version. I had no idea that, like, stuck so deeply. I'm like, good job, parents. You couldn't have read the Christmas story, and I would just, like, know it by heart, but it's fine. We, like, read the Grinch, and it's, that's what is stuck in my head forever now, um, but that's great. So, like, I, I'm, like, reading this to him, and I'm like, oh, like, traditions, like, there's, it's Christmas, <laughs> like, what is, what is, what is, what's happening, I don't know, um, because I think without, without these, like, uh, especially around Christmas, there's just so much that goes along with it, and so I think without these, like, benchmarks of the season, we kind of slip into Christmas, like, we've sort of, like, I felt we've sort of slipped into just everything else this year, it's just, like, is it May, or is it Christmas Day, I have no idea, um, and so it's such a weird, it's such a weird year, because we're missing some of the, I feel like I'm missing some of those, like, normal, normal benchmarks of, like, here's the holidays, here's what's coming next, here's the rhythms of, of what we're doing, and, um, and all of that. And so uh, kind of with that in mind, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about a story in John chapter three. So if you have a Bible, if you want to grab your phone, um, if, the, if you have a Bible with you, now's your chance to pull it out, grab your, um, your Bible app open to John chapter three, do me a favor and, and, uh, make like a little verb, nonverbal commitment to me that you will ignore the notifications that come up on your phone. Okay. So John chapter three, and we're ignoring the notifications. Okay. Um, like anything else that pops up, just ignore it for the, just uh, give me 30 minutes here. Um, and so we're in John chapter three. So it's, it's not a typical Christmas scripture, not a typical Christmas story that we're going through this morning, but it is a, a deep, deep piece of why Jesus came to the earth. Okay. So this is maybe not the typical Christmas story, but it's, we're not, we're skipping the barn this, this morning. We're just talking about like, why did Jesus come? The, the depth of it. So John chapter 3, we're going to read verses 1 through 
15. And this is a conversation where um, Jesus is talking to a man named Nicodemus. Um, And Nicodemus is the equivalent of like a Supreme Court judge. So if you think about, so Nicodemus is a Pharisee, but not only is he a Pharisee, he's a part of the Sanhedrin, which is like the Supreme Court of the, of the, of the Jews, okay? He's like the guy in charge. Nicodemus, this guy that we're taught, that Jesus is having a conversation with in John chapter 3, has, um, has said, like, with my life, I, I'm going to sign up to live by every law that there is. I'm going to live my life by the law of the Torah, by the first, the first five books and of the Bible is the Torah, make up the Jewish law. And not only that, but, but I'm going to, we're going to interpret these laws in thousands of different ways that are going to mean all of these things that I have to, that Nicodemus has to say yes with his life, that he's going to, he's going to abide by these laws in order to be um, saved, really. In order to, in order to, um, to, to live a life worthy of God, he's going to do all of these things. So this is the man that we're talking with, okay? So he's, he's, um, he is a powerful, um, ruler. Uh, he's from a wealthy family. He's, he's got good lineage. He has all of these things, and he comes to Jesus in the night, to have a conversation with him. So that's the setting that we're in. It's, um, it's important. So uh, John chapter 3, verse 1. Now there's a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you're doing if God were not with him. And so um, Nicodemus is, is convinced that that Jesus is from God, which is a big deal because Nicodemus thinks that he's a man from God because he's like following these rules and and living his life. And yet he has seen what Jesus, how Jesus has been performing miracles. And and so he seeks him out in the middle of the night to try to shed some light, try to to find some light um, about who this man is, who God is. Um, because he says, I know that you have come from God because of what you've been doing. And Jesus responds, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. So this is how Jesus responds, right? So Nicodemus is like, hey, I know that you're from God because I, I've seen some of what you've been doing. Now, again, we're, we're at night, and, and that's probably because that's the only chance they had to, to talk to each other because Nicodemus is out teaching and, and, and sitting on the, um, on the, uh, on, as a judge, and, and he's ruling over people, and Jesus is out teaching, and he's surrounded by people all the time. And so Nicodemus comes to him at night um, to get some time with him right? And he, he says, I know you're from God. And, and Jesus responds, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. That's how he responds to Nicodemus, unless they're born again. And so there's this other symbol of Christmas uh, as we, we come up to this holiday that is um, this idea of a baby, right? You can hardly make it through the Christmas season without thinking of a baby at least once. Okay, so as I've mentioned, I just had a baby. And so I have a baby in my house right now, and I have to take care of him. And so I, I have been thinking a lot about this idea of Jesus coming as a baby because I, I don't know if y'all have spent some time around babies. I really hadn't. 
I know that Catherine, <laughs> so I, I had coffee with Catherine before and I was like, hey, teach me how to like raise a baby because I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't spend a lot of time around babies. So it turns out they are a blob. They sit on the, they lay, they don't even sit, they lay on where you put them. And until you move them, they are there. That is where they are. Until you then move them and then that is where they are. Until you move them, make it, like they can't do anything. They can't do anything. You change the diapers. We go through like, so like 15 every day. I don't know if you like, these are things that babies, like babies can't do anything. You guys know this. You're looking at me like I'm an idiot, but I have a baby in my house right now. They can't do anything. <laughs> no, like everything, like I have to take him from one spot to another to be a blob here or there because this is what he does is just be a blob. Okay, so Jesus, the savior of the world, came to earth, God incarnate, God comes to earth as a baby. So somebody had to change his diapers. Somebody had to move the little blob from here to there. Like somebody took care, like Jesus came to the earth wholly dependent on other humans to keep him alive. <laughs> How crazy is that? How crazy is that? I, I, can't, I can't fathom it. And so um, Jesus here is saying to Nicodemus, you, you won't see the kingdom of heaven unless you are born again. And I heard Pastor Dan say this in the first hour this morning. He said, God was born again into the flesh so that we could be born again into the spirit. Does that, does that make, like, don't lose this. this. This is huge. God was born again, came to this earth in the flesh so that we could be born again into the spirit. Does that, how crazy is that? Jesus would come, um, take on flesh in order that we might know him and take on his spirit. Um, and so remember, Nicodemus is this uh, is this like really heady ruler guy. So he's like, oh, okay, so um, you're saying that you just have to be born again. He's like, A plus B equals C. You just have to be born again. Well, you can't, he says, how can someone be born when they're old? Surely they can't enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. He's asking something very literal. He's like, okay, well, well, you must be, and, and he's, he's a smart man. So he's not really asking this, but he's like, you're telling me that you have to be born again. You have to like go back into your, you have to be born again in order to, what, what is that? Because he's like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm a very smart man and I don't understand what you're saying. And Jesus answers, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and the spirit. Jesus says nobody can get into the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and the spirit. So these are two things that are really important. Water is the symbol for cleansing, right? And so Jesus, when Jesus takes hold of our life, um, he cleanses our sins. We are forgiven. We're washed clean. And then the spirit is the symbol for, for power, um, when Jesus takes hold of our life, it's not just that our sins are forgiven. If that, if that were true, if it was just that we were washed clean by the water, then we would probably turn around and keep living a very similar life, right? Like if, if it was just that we were washed clean every morning when we wake up, we're probably going to go about our day and, and potentially make the same exact mistakes we made yesterday. 
Not only are we washed clean, but we have to be born of the Spirit as well, born into the power of Jesus, born into the power of the Spirit, where we can live this day and choose to be different than yesterday. We can choose to make different decisions because we have the Spirit of God inside of us. Um, The Holy Spirit helps us to make choices that we would never be able to make on our own. Um, So water and the spirit are the cleansing and the strengthening power of Jesus. We we are washed clean and we hold the power for for victory that Jesus has has given us. And he says, he continues, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Um, And so Jesus is like, no, 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 Nicodemus, no. Like you're talking about, you're talking about actual flesh. And literally being born, that's not what I'm talking about. You are limited in power, right? You can only do so much. You live your life every day trying to follow every one of these thousands of laws that you think you're supposed to follow. You're, he, Nicodemus wants, and guys, oh my gosh, how often are we this person? How often are we like, okay, give us the, the to-do list, like, give us the, give us the exact, like, give us the A plus B equals C. Get, tell me what to do in order to get salvation. Tell me what to do to get to the kingdom of heaven. Tell me exactly what I need to do in order to make it to eternal life with you. Just give me the answers. Just tell me what to do. And Jesus is like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm, this isn't, this isn't about yes and no and what to do and what rules to follow. This is about being born again. This is about being born into a whole new life, and um, this is, being born again is to be changed so completely when, when God came to the earth as a human, right, to be changed so, so completely, so deeply that it can only be described in your life as a rebirth, as a new creation. Your life had, has been so utterly transformed, you couldn't possibly be the same person that you were before, Some of you in this room have had that experience. Some of you think that you have had that experience. Some of you might be hearing me talk about this and be thinking, I don't know that I have had that experience. To be so completely, utterly transformed in a a new creation that you couldn't possibly be seen as the same person before by anybody in your life. That somebody would see you tomorrow and say something is different about him. Something is different about her. There's something different going on. And this idea of rebirth is, is um, all throughout the Bible, all throughout. And, and in the New Testament specifically, Paul talks about dying with Christ and being raised to new life in Romans. He talks about that. And he, he talks about new creations, and he talks about new Christians being, um, being infants. He refers to new Christians as, as babies in, in the faith, right? And because of this idea, when you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You've been created all over again. Um, and over and over, we hear this idea of rebirth and of, of a, a new creation because it's something so deep and so all-transforming that you couldn't possibly be the same person that you were before. And so this idea is where um, is, is what baptism symbolizes. And so if you've been baptized or if you've seen someone be baptized, you realize like being lowered down into the water symbolizes death and dying to yourself, dying to your flesh, to be raised up 
in a new spirit, in a new life, to say, I'm done with my life. I'm putting down who I am in order to pick up who Christ is, and I'm being raised into new life. And that's where we get baptized in the water to, to symbolize this idea of, of new birth. Um, and so um, Jesus keeps going in verse 7, okay, if you're still following along, we're in verse 7. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So Jesus gives us this um, really good uh, analogy, gives us this really good picture of what he's talking about. So what I want you to do is turn to the person next to you, and I want you to explain to them how wind works. Go. Wow, you guys are super smart, I think. I'm pretty sure you guys are really smart. So, okay, 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 okay. Shh. Somebody tell me how wind works. Because I heard it just blows, which is, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yes, okay, that's good. A long time ago, they used wind to move boats. So how does wind work? Where does the wind come from? Yeah. Do they not use wind anymore to move boats? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we live in Oklahoma, for anyone who's listening to the podcast later. We live in Oklahoma. Okay, go ahead. Is wind the atoms pushing each other around? I think that is heat, maybe, right? Where, like, heat. Okay, I think, I think that has something to do with heat. Rachel, you go. Clouds. Does it have to do with clouds? I think that's a false as well. Owen is... Owen is doing exactly what I did yesterday in the asking Siri. What does Siri say? He went away. <laughs> How many of you have Siri have your Siri set to uh, <laughs> to Australia? Mine is Australian, but my Australian can't understand me. Yeah. Yours is Indian. <laughs> okay. All right. How does wind work? Hundred percent correct. When warm air and cold air come together, they form wind. Wow. Go, let's go. Middle school. Absolutely. Guys, I have forgotten everything I ever learned in middle school, which is exactly the point today. The end. Sermon over. Have a great Sunday. No. Um, okay, so this is true. That's I don't know how wind works really, but like Siri says it has something to do with the heat in the earth and the atmosphere, and that is how, you know, the air moves and you know, whatever. So that's not the point of where I'm going with this. But really, how, like, had you thought about it before just now very much? No, me neither. I'm sorry I'm yelling at you, but no, I hadn't thought about it either. Like, I'm, th I'm reading this um, this past week, and I'm like, it's like the wind. The spirit of God is like the wind. And I was like, I don't know anything about, like, is the wind just always there? Like, does it just always, it's just forever, like, the same breeze? And it just, no. That's, but, like, where does it come from and where does it go? And so Jesus says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And so um, I don't know how wind works. I have no idea. Clearly, you guys don't either. Did you question if wind was real or not before right now? Like, you don't, still don't question. The wind is for sure real. 
Have you ever seen it? What? No. <laughs> Owen's going to preach. Let's go. Okay. Right. Okay. Sit down. Here's the deal. You can't see wind. You can't see wind. You can see the effects of the wind. You can see it work. Is that what you said? Caleb said that? What? You can see wind. You, you see where we're going? Does anybody else want to preach the rest of this? Listen, listen. You can't see wind, but you can see the effects of it. And I heard a couple of you say you can feel it. The wind, like God, like the spirit, like the spirit of God, right? Listen, this isn't my sermon. This is something Jesus literally said. I'm just connecting those dots for you. So here's the deal. Um, the Greek word for spirit is pneuma. Pneuma has two meanings. It means both spirit and wind. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma. The Hebrew word is ruach. <laughs> and, and it means spirit and wind. So where you see the word pneuma in, in the New Testament, you are seeing both of those words together, spirit and wind. It can be, it's, it's used simultaneously, which is where English just sucks. I'm sorry. It just is terrible because it's so flat. You don't, you don't get any of that. Um, I know. It's boring. It's boring. Pneuma means both of these words because there's so many similarities. You don't understand where it comes from. You don't understand where it's going. But you don't question wind. You know that it's real. You feel it. You see the effects of it. Just because you don't see the spirit of God doesn't mean it's not real. And if we're living a spirit-led life, we have to understand, we, have, we feel it. We know that it's there because we see the effects of the spirit, right? If you, like, think about those people who are spirit-led in your life, other people who believe in God and have the spirit of God living in them, they make you feel the spirit of God. You see the spirit of God. You don't see it physically, but you see the effects of it in their life. You see the effects of it in your own life. Just not, not being able to see the wind doesn't mean we question its existence. And so I want you to think, moving forward from today, I want you to think the spirit of God's spirit means wind. And there's something so deep and true about that. Just because you can't see the spirit physically doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Doesn't mean he's not living and active in your life and the lives of those around you. And so I want to ask you, is your life led by the spirit? Is your life led by the spirit? And I want that to be the question that you carry with you through this, this week. Um, I want you to, to ask yourself, is your life led by the spirit? Um, and there, there are obvious things that will be true about your life if the answer is yes. The way that you love people, the way that you care about people, the way that you speak about people, the way that you care for those who, who are in need, um, people who are, are physically in need, people who are emotionally in need, um, people who are, are, are struggling right now. Um, how do you care for others? Is your life led by the Spirit? Um, the role of prayer what role does prayer play in your life? What role, um, what role does, does scripture play in your life? What role does, when you are, here's a couple of, of um, 
of legitimate of uh, questions, easy questions for you. Um, think about the person that you struggle with the most right now. Some might even say hate. I don't know. Struggle with the most right now, that person. Uh, how do you speak about them? How do you think about them? How do you treat them? This came up in my life this week, somebody I really struggle with, and I was like, had to really wrestle with this as I'm asking, as I'm like writing out and thinking about asking you that question. I have to ask myself that question. How do I speak about the person, the people that I really struggle with? Um, when you have a big decision to make in your life, what do you, do you make that decision before you talk to God about it? If you would claim to say that your life is spirit-led, um, I would ask you, whatever decision you have coming up to make, do you stop and ask the Spirit, ask the Lord, um, what to do with that decision first? There are major benchmarks of our life. What role does Scripture play? When's the last time you opened your Bible? Um, the app on your phone counts, guys. What, like, when's the last time you actually read from Scripture? When's the last time you read from Scripture and it, it shifted how you lived your life that day? Not just something to check off a box on, on your list of things you have to get done to feel like a good person or whatever it is. Like, when is scripture actually shifting how you're living living your life? Um, Jesus told Nicodemus no one could see the kingdom of heaven unless they were born again, born of water and the spirit, sanctified and living in power, washed clean and choosing to live differently, um, forgiven and born again, forgiven and living in the power of the Spirit to make different choices. Um, we shouldn't be surprised by this, just like Jesus says, don't be surprised that I'm asking you this. Um, just like the wind, right? Nobody can see the actual physical Spirit, but will see its effects in your life. Um, they will feel his effects in your life. It was a, uh, no, nobody's going to remember what you say, but nobody's going to remember the words that you say, but how the words that you say make them feel, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, every sermon I get up here and preach to you, you're going to remember all of these words that I say, but I think you're going to remember how I make you feel um, outside of, like, off of this stage, right? I mean, I think about that all the time. I feel like you guys, like, no one's going to, like, maybe not remember. And, and I don't think you have to go from here on out and, like, post scripture to your story every day in order to, like, ha live a spirit-led life. I think that's awesome. I would love for you to do that. But that's, but it's more about how you're making people feel, right? Like, living a spirit-led life, um, it, it, it's not just quoting scripture and quoting the Bible. It's asking somebody, hey, how can I, how can I love you today? How can I pray for you? What do you need? Like, how, how are you making somebody feel? Are you, have you invited that person to, to, to come hang out here? If you did, how did you make them feel when you brought them in here? Um, how do you guys make other people in here feel, right? About, about, because it's not just about being here to hear the word of God. It's how do you feel being here? How do you, um, if somebody has a terrible experience and they come to church with you, or if somebody else comes here and has a terrible experience, we have made them feel poorly. That is not the kingdom of God. That's not spirit-led atmosphere in here, right? So, um, this idea of being being born again, Jesus was born again into this this world as a human, so that we 
could be born again into his spirit and live a spirit-led life. That is what Christmas is about. Um, That is what Jesus came here to bring us, is new life. Um, And so I want I want to ask you to accept that gift from Jesus this week. <laughs> uh, before Christmas on Friday, before, I feel like as soon as Christmas is over, we like shift to just whatever is next, right? It's like, okay, take the tree down, take the, like it's New Year's and now it's 2021 and everybody's been ready for it to be 2021 for a while. And so we're going to start thinking about other things. Like this is a, a moment where our faith has been building to this just like big moment of Jesus coming to earth. And so as we, um, as we kind of finish this, this week of, of Advent, this season of Advent, as we finish this week out coming up to Christmas, I want to ask you, have you been born again? Have you been raised to new life in Christ? And if any part of what I've said today makes you question that or wonder if you have, please talk to me or to Josh, or to your small group leader, or to Colin, talk to your friends in here, um, talk to somebody and say, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I said I was born again. I said yes to Christ. Or maybe you haven't said yes to Christ yet, but you think, okay, I haven't, but my life didn't really change that Tuesday that I said that, or that time at fall retreat, or whatever it was. Like, maybe maybe you came back, and it was really hard to, to choose that life again and again. Christ says, Jesus says to Nicodemus, All you have to do is be born again. All that it will cost you is everything. All that it will cost you is everything. Um, and so if, if you would turn to the people around you and they would question or not be able to say that they can see the effects of the Spirit in your life, now's, now's the moment, okay? Because this is, this is too big to let pass by. Um, that is the meaning and the hope um, and the promise of Christmas. And so I want to pray over us, and we will um, head out this morning. Will you please pray with me?